Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 273. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The White Lotus and Blockbuster. Movies including Wakanda Forever, Slashback, The Independent, and Don't Worry Darling. And as always, the week in sports, the week in fun going collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendation. Before I go any further, it's the Nez! Oh, yo, yo, what's up, everyone? It's been a rough week. I hate starting the show off uh, like this, but um, a dear, dear good friend of mine, I know him from the old school, uh, since a junior high, really. Uh, my friend, oh fuck, my friend Sandra, she she passed, and uh, it's just it was mind blowing. Yeah, I just I, I I just couldn't believe it. Um, just thought about all the fun times we had, watching Headbangers Ball, and all of the. This was the time when MTV showed videos back in the eighties, uh, boys and girls. For you uh, New Jacks that all you watch are uh, Jersey Shore and whatever else shit is on there. But um, there was also other channels. I remember TBS and TNT had Night Tracks and Night Flat or Night Flight or whatever those other video channels were. We would sit there and flip the channels back and forth and watch videos all night. Just laugh around. Uh, went to shows, little small shows, went to concerts, went to movies, and just hung out and laughed around. Oh, man. Um, yeah, she was just dealing with some health issues and uh, just couldn't couldn't hang in there. That uh, sucks. I mean, my heart goes out to her whole family, uh, brothers, mom, dad, her sons. Everything. I was just like, uh, I, mean, I was just, when I heard the news, I was just listening and I was at work and I was listening to songs and watching videos that, that we watched over and over. There was, um, uh, Madonna's album was true blue, I believe. And, uh, I think it was true blue. Um, the song cherish, I'm pretty sure it was on the True Blue album. Now I'm like uh, questioning myself. I mean, I, I am a Madonna fan. Yeah, she's a a little wacky now. Well, I am wrong. It wasn't. Wait, no, I think it was a a Was it like a prayer? Yeah, it was a like a prayer album. Oh, okay, I was close. It was the album after True Blue. But anyway, the video for Cherish when Madonna's uh, splashing around on the beach. She hated Madonna. She hated that song. But every time we'd flip channels and I'd go, go back, go back. And she would just be like, why do you like her? She's she's a slut and this and that. And 
I love Madonna, but uh, that for that for some reason that that song and that video came to me first, and then some other things that we had watched. And uh, I remember we went and seen uh, Predator Two when that came out. Uh, my, my her, my other friend, and uh, my son Daryl. Oh, not my son, my brother Daryl. Uh, we all went and seen that. So, but yeah, just I don't know. I don't know what it is with this year. I mean, other than friends of mine, I mean, we've been losing uh, musicians. I know there was one rapper. I, I can't remember his name. He, I think he got shot or Take something. Off. Yeah, and uh, some actors and uh, that guy. What's his name? They created uh, was a Batman the animated series. He just passed. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, and that was like with days ago. And I was just like, oh, man. I mean, again, I've said this before. We all got to go at some point, but uh, better later than sooner. But, oh, man, it just kind of threw a wrench in my uh, week. But I did get out uh, and have some some fun last night. Uh, my, son and er- my son Eric and I, we drove down to uh, Sacramento to the uh, Colonial Theater. It was one of old, one of those old school theaters. The seats were uncomfortable. Uh, the, the bathroom was hella small. I assume people back way back in the days when these old theaters were built were a lot smaller than than today. Um, I love these little vintage theaters. Uh, it just the the smell of it is not like a mold smell, but it's just a different smell compared to going into a a Galaxy or a Cinemark or AMC or Regal or what have you. But um, these little rinky-dink old theaters, we went to, uh, we got to see um, the 1983 uh, slasher horror classic Sleepaway Camp, the first one. And the uh, star, Angela, uh, Felissa Rose, she was there. I have met her numerous times at uh, horror cons. Uh, I remember the last time I met her was in uh, in Vegas. At uh, Days of the Dead, Eric and I went, and Eric by that at that time Eric didn't see Sleepaway Camp, so we we're talking to her. Then that night we went home and watched it, but to see it on the big screen again, uh, last time I saw it on the big screen is when it came out in '83, and it was Eric. Well, he he was happy just to see it on the big screen, and um, I think the main bonus for me uh, of why I really wanted to go is Felissa was doing a live commentary. Um, so as the movie was going, I'd seen the movie a billion times. So I did, she was talking about a lot of facts of, uh, stuff, uh, that went on in the film. And, uh, like the, for some reason they always film, well, when they use these summer camps and these camp movies, they're real, they're real working camps and they can't film there in the summer. So they got to film when they're closed, which is pretty much close to winter. And uh, they were upstate, upstate New York, and she said it was cold, and there's scenes where they have to jump into the lake and, and act like they're having fun, and the water's freezing and everything, and a lot of things that were in the background. Some of it I had noticed before, but there was, I, I'm, I don't know how many times I've seen Sleepaway Camp, but she was like, all right, focus on this, focus on that. And I was like, how did I not see any of this? I'm usually one of the guys that catches everything uh, wrong in films. But uh, I think it just made the night more magical where her there 
uh, talking about it. She's, I guess she's kind of on a tour because she's going to other theaters uh, throughout the country to, to do it. So if you've seen the film and you're a fan of it, just be, be on the lookout. Follow her on her Instagram and see where she's doing it. Because I know she's doing one in uh, North Carolina, I believe, next next weekend. Um, I'm ready to fly out there to go see it again because it, it was it was fun. She just made us laugh the whole time. And uh, Dave Sheridan, those of you that remember him from, uh, uh, he was Doofy in Scary Movie. He was uh, Mark in um, Bubble Boy. He was also in uh, Victor Crowley. Uh, I noticed he's been at a lot of her appearances, so I think they're, and I'm not sure, Don't nobody quote me, Um I think they're in a relationship or they're just really good friends and just go all over the place together. But he was there. So it was really cool. And, um, she had signed my sleepaway camp Blu-ray a long time ago. I was trying to find my DVD. I couldn't, I couldn't dig through all my stuff and find it, but, uh, I brought my Victor Crowley, uh, Blu-ray. So she signed that. And David, Dan, Dave Sheridan is also in Victor Crowley. So that was a bonus. I, he was kind of sitting off to the side while she was doing her thing. So I went up and started talking to him and, uh, he signed my Blu-ray. He is doing shit. I forgot to, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but he's got a, a movie coming out, um, next month that they're also, uh, going to premiere uh, or have a screening at the colonial theater in Sacramento. And he was like, yeah, man, you should come down. It's, it's going to be cool. And the director was right there as well. I can't, I don't have that little flyer in front of me. Right? I'd let you guys know what it was called. Um, but he's like, yeah, man, you should come back and, and, and watch the movie. It's good. Uh, also, uh, Vernon Wells, uh, Wes from, um, road warrior. He's, he's going to be there. And I guess he's in the film. I guess I can look up there. Uh, I think it's the Christmas tapes. Is this the one? Yeah. Okay. It's it's a film. Uh, it's called the Christmas tapes. I mean, what is this movie about? This Christmas horror anthology is a, uh, a family's movie night on Christmas Eve is interrupted by a stranger. Insist in making the next Christmas classic uh, film himself. Okay. Um, again, this stars uh, Dan Sheridan, Dave Sheridan, uh, Vernon Wells, Greg Sestro. Um, bunch of other people. Uh, Robert Livings, he's the director. He's also a character in the film. Um, I met him really quick because he was like, yeah, this is the director. So I'm like, oh, man, cool. So I'm definitely going to go down there uh, and, and check this film out. Um, I'll have to bring my uh, Roadwire Blu-ray and have Vernon, Way- Vernon Wells sign it. He was also in um, Weird Science. For those of you guys that remember, he was that one punk rocker guy at the end of the film. Um, but yeah, Dave Sheridan was hella cool standing there talking to him. And I, I mentioned, I said, do my favorite movie you were in was bubble boy. And, uh, he just laughed and he's like, wow. He goes, yeah, usually everyone just knows me for a scary movie. And I said, nah, man, I've seen you in other things. I said, that's why I love this film that you're in and Victor Crowley. He's like, oh, right on cool. So, but yeah, watching the movie and listening to Felissa commentate through the whole thing, it was, it was an amazing thing. Then afterwards, meeting her again, signing my Blu-ray, and she really, really loves her fans, so she gives you that time. It's not like just, hand sign, take a picture, all right, thanks, and, and leave. She'll stand there and talk to you. I must have talked to her for 
at least five minutes. I'm sure I could have talked to her longer, but I was like, the line was, I was like, all right, hey, thank you. I said, I'll see you in um, in uh, Albuquerque and also see you in uh, Texas at Texas Fried Marriage. She's like, wow, you're going to those two? I said, yeah. She goes, all right, I'll see you there. So uh, really cool uh, to see her again. Um, also, before the the actual screening, there was a uh, a drag show. And uh, I have not been to a drag show in years, probably since I moved out of the Bay Area. But I remember going to, well, I remember when we were performing at uh, all these different performances uh, throughout the Bay Area during my Without Res years. Every now and then there would be a drag show. And it was always cool uh, to meet them and uh, and watch the show. And it, it was cool. It was like just a big old music review, a lot of lip syncing and dancing. Uh, there was these... Um, uh, these two that were on stage, they were dressed up as two of the characters from Sleepaway Camp, Judy and I can't remember the. I assume the other one was Angela, and and they like acted out a scene from the movie to uh, some song, um, and it was cool. There was another lady that uh, she, she's like a, perf- a performer, art perf- art performer or whatever. Anyway, but she had like a, a a pole and she was spinning on that, and then there was another lady that was hanging from chains and, and everything if you follow me on instagram look at my stories it, I, I just put some quick little videos on there uh there was another one that i, I really liked um this one came out dressed up as david from uh lost boys um and it was a it was a remake song of that cry little sister and it was standing there dancing around and then like bit into like a bag of blood or something and blood went all over the place <laughs> it was crazy and then there was some, some other ones there was a lady um, uh, it was like a Friday Thirteenth tribute thing to um, what the hell? there's that song uh, Let's Hear It for the Boys. Um, I don't remember the the artist that sang it. Like that song was blasting through the speakers, and they were on stage acting out. Basically, it was like Jason and and his mom. So I thought that was really cool, and it was funny. And then I cannot remember the MC's name. But uh, he was hilarious <laughs> uh, with with all the stuff he did. It was cool though, because when everyone was done, there was I think there was like about four or five performers that they were only on stage for like minutes, so it went by pretty quick. At the end, they uh, they all came running out into the crowd and they said, "Hey, everybody, tip them." So I look for some reason I never ever carry cash, but I had a lot of ones with me, so I was just stuffing ones in their little containers uh, that they had and everything. So it, it was a good time. I had Eric had never seen anything like that. And he was like, he goes, that was cool. He, he was like, I said, well, you, you live in Susanville, a little conservative town. <laughs> and he goes, I, he said, he's never, ever seen anything like that. And he, he thought it was cool. And he was laughing at everything and enjoying what was going on. But it was an awesome night. For a week that was kind of rough with some news, uh, but it was good to get out there and laugh and watch a film that I'd seen a billion times and uh, talking to Felissa Rose. I almost kind of teared up with her. I mean, because I've, I've been in love with her since 83 when I first saw her in Sleepaway Camp. She's a few years. She's two years older than me. Um, so but it was really cool talking to her again and meeting Dave and all the other people that we met there. There was a. a a, a lady we met in line before we went in. She was really cool. And then there was a lady that was sitting in front of us. She had an awesome little um, 
uh, wore um, a, a battle vest. Um, that big giant main big giant patch on the back of her little denim vest was uh, Star Wars, the Star Wars poster, the original Star Wars poster. So we kind of got talking about that. And she had a creature from the Black Lagoon patch on there. So I just I was like, oh, man, you're cool. I do not. Sorry, I don't remember your name, but I told her to listen to the show. But, uh, yeah, it was a good night. It was a fun night. And, um, yeah, it was snowing. I was kind of dreading that uh, we wouldn't. We'd have to drive through the snow, but it, it was all right. It was snowing when we left, but then when we were coming back uh, late at night, the roads were fine, so it was really good. But again, we had an awesome time. I love taking my son to these events uh, and everything, and because it's again, he lives in this little town and they don't do much. So I always tell him, "You're lucky that that I love this and your mom loved these type of things." She would have went if we would have had a babysitter for the kids. But um, it was a good time. I'm glad uh, that we went. Um, if you guys have not seen Sleepaway Camp, um, don't read into what it is. Just watch it. The first one. There, I think there's like five, four or five. I think four. Um, the first one's good. And the very last one, Return to Sleepaway Camp, is good. The two and three, they're goofy. Uh, I don't really care for them, but uh, I like the first and the last one. So, but yeah, check those films out. But, um, well, we might as well keep it with the uh, movies. Uh, I did not see um, Wakanda Forever, but everyone's seeing it. And the reviews are good and the reviews are bad, but that's every movie. But uh, the ZCU will give you his his take on it. Uh, if you want to throw in spoilers, I mean, go ahead. I already know what happens in it. So, but I don't know. It's up to you. Take it away. All right. Uh, yeah. I, as a big fan of the MCU, I try to see these as soon as possible. First show. And I was able to, uh, this past Thursday, uh, the early show here was, uh, three o'clock. So I was glad to see that, especially with my early starts. Uh, they did have a seven o'clock show, but, uh, this movie is actually almost three hours. It's, Two hours and 41 minutes, so it is kind of long. Um, it's not action-packed, but uh, it is good. Obviously, uh, quite emotional in parts, I would say, as expected. But uh, even when you're expecting it, like, to experience it, especially on the big screen, um, was something else. Uh, I'd say there's only, like, 15 other people in the theater uh, with me seeing it. So uh, I text you before it started. Like, I don't know what I prefer. Like sometimes I like a theater where it's not many people and you can just enjoy the film. But other times I actually do like a packed theater. You get that full experience. Uh, the one I always go to is like uh, in game was such an amazing full theater experience like uh, i'm so glad the way i saw that and the way the crowd reacted that was awesome so uh but yeah uh like i said worked out for me to uh to go to this this early show so i did um but yeah i would say it's uh it's good it's not action-packed uh, collector that I am, obviously I had got all these, um, the pops beforehand. So there was, uh, characters I was looking forward to seeing Namora and Atuma alongside, obviously, uh, 
Namor and um you know in the comics it's Atlantis um here it's uh Talacon which is interesting because um for this they they kind of made it uh uh Mesoamerican uh, Mayan kind of uh, culture for them which was really cool so um but yeah, um, I did really like it. I'm probably going to see it again here this Tuesday. Um, there was a mid credit scene after the full, um, the big names, you know, like they usually in the movie with. And then there's a mid credit scene, but there's no very end of credit scene there's just a line of text you could stay for that but it's not like a full scene so um i guess i can leave it there for now if you want to uh talk about it more full and spoilers uh once you get a chance to check it out yeah as soon as as soon as i watch it i uh at this stay off twitter <laughs> it was all there uh, and everything. So I was like, uh, all right. I mean, there, it, there was no, well, there was one video clip, but then it got, it got yanked quick. But, um, then a friend of mine saw it and he assumed that I saw it and just immediately started, oh man, is it this? I was like, dude, I didn't see it yet. <laughs> so, but, yeah. But then, <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, it, it didn't matter. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that, be different if it was no. like Batman or Superman or something like that. But. No, or, or Spider-Man. That's, that's what I would say. I mean, obviously, it's MCU, and there's a few surprises here and there, but nothing like huge, huge. And for the most part, it's more like a self-contained story. Uh, well, just yes or no. Does this lead up to something uh, in the future of new... Well, it's not. They're not new characters, but new stuff we haven't seen in the MCU before. Is there anything? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, lots of doors it. are open. One thing I can mention: this is uh, no spoiler because we knew this before even the film came out. Uh, this was the MCU debut of uh, Riri Williams, Ironheart, uh, a rather new character from the the comics, but a character I really. Uh, enjoy so uh, excited to see her and we knew she was getting a disney plus show that they've been shooting that's going to be coming out here uh next year at some point so um it'll be interesting to see how they do that i i'm curious uh, obviously it's not like they don't do effects for uh, they do they do effects for these disney plus shows but uh the Iron Man armor always seemed like such a big effect. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do that for a Disney Plus show, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of... <sighs> yeah, Iron Man, I remember the first time we saw that, we were like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, in, we were in Hall H, and yeah. Favreau played the joke on on the audience and was like, oh, I don't have anything. And he played the old uh, Iron Man animation, uh, the the old cartoon. 
And, and then like it broke into the footage and the footage we saw back then was uh, Iron Man with the two jets in the sky. And it was just mind blowing. Like I can't, be- I couldn't believe how good it looked. And like, cause you got to remember, like even back then, like the, you know, the superhero stuff we got wasn't, you know, anywhere near what it is now. So because I wasn't even like a fan of Iron Man in the books. It was just like, okay, Tony Stark's an asshole and he's rich. Iron Man, all right. I, I was never really, I was more of into the ones, the mutants, the X-Men and Spider-Man and all that type of thing. But when when they were saying, yeah, make an Iron Man, I was kind of like, all right, whatever. I was excited because uh, Robert Downey was in it. But then when they, yeah, when they showed us that first footage Instantly, my mind changed. I was like, "All right, I am in," because <laughs> this looks awesome. Yeah. Other than they got, they played uh, Black Sabbath's Iron Man uh, with right. the trailer. I was like, "Oh my god!" And when that movie came out, oh yeah, still so one of my favorites. Yeah, it's still yeah. It's just there's like moments of you know in comic books like. Uh, for me, um, you know, obviously Superman and then Batman 89 and then it's a while and then it's like X-Men 2000, uh, Spider-Man and then it was Iron Man, you know, so there's like these moments where things like jump up like like a level, you know. I don't even remember Iron Man 3 at all. I know that's one everyone says that they don't like. I don't. I. That's I don't, no. That's one everybody says they love. Two is the one that for some I, reason says they don't I, like. I like that one, and I remember all that. Three. Three is remember. the Christmas one. I don't remember that at all. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I mean, no. Three actually has some of the best reviews. I don't. I don't Most remember. Love. I don't remember the movie. I saw it once. When it was in it's a theater, the, it's the extremist one. It didn't like blow my mind. Like the first one, I saw that one multiple times in the theater, and I saw it in the drive-in. And when Iron Man Two came out, I saw that like three or four times in the you theater. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny with uh, Iron Man Two. I, I I liked it too. The first indication I had that people didn't like it was when we were at San Diego Comic Con. And we uh, got to see the red carpet uh, Cowboys and Aliens, thanks to Jean Favreau. And the next day we were out, and just some random person I was talking to at the con, I said I was there, and he said, um, "Is it uh, is it like better than than Iron Man two? And I was like, "Well, I don't know about that." And they're like, "Oh, that bad, huh?" And I was like. Well, I mean, uh, so fine. It's okay. You know, <laughs> I, I just didn't, I, that was my first indication that people didn't like Iron Man too. <laughs> I was just talking about Cowboys and Aliens today. Um, I, I saw it when we first saw it. I saw it again in the theater when it came out. And that was the last time I saw, it. I bought it when, when it came out on Blu-ray, but I just could never watch it again. I remember it was on at work one time, and I, I just I, I had to leave the room. 
Um, for those of you that don't know, our friend Sweet Rob, uh, he was that was his very last Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. Yep. And he went with us to, it, the, to the premiere. Made it memorable. Yeah, and he had passed. He had cancer, and he had passed away. Um, it's coming up for anniversary this month, and um, I just I just could not watch it. I've been wanting to watch it. I mean, because the the copy that I have is still shrink wrapped. However many years ago, when that movie came out, it's been over ten years. Yeah. Um, I had I just, to buy it right away too, just 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 because you know the experience we had. Like, who knows if we'll ever be on the red carpet of a Hollywood movie premiere? It wasn't Hollywood? It was in San Diego, but but, but it was still, like a red big carpet. premiere. We were with Hollywood. Yeah, with Spielberg and Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford and um, who else in the building? Ron Howard, and all of them, pretty much the whole everybody cast. Else. Yeah, so but uh, Paul Dano, I think um, Adam Beach. Yeah, Favreau. Uh, I mean, we met him earlier at the con, and then we met him again. Did you meet him in the lobby? Because that's when I oh I met him at the the hotel lobby. When he was walking yeah. through, and then I met him at the premiere. Right. I was I was standing there talking to Adam Beach, and it was just like, oh man, that was awesome. You got to fucking work with Han Solo, Indiana Jones. <laughs> and then he was like, hey John, I wasn't paying attention. I was just my was, my focus was on was on Adam Beach, and we were talking. And then John, all I heard was his voice, like, yeah, man, oh, man, it was awesome. And then I turned around and looked, and there's fucking John Favreau standing there. And Adam was like, oh, hey, man, here's, here's my friend. He goes, hey, John, this is John. I was like, oh, dude, man, this movie was awesome. And he was like, thanks. And he gave me a big hug. Thanks for being here. And I was like, oh, my, it was, yeah. it was cool. <laughs> that kind of solidified, you know, Favreau's so cool. Like, even before that, like, I had the cool moment <laughs> where, um, Joel had got one of the the bricks and he wanted it signed. I went to the poster signing and he's like, oh, you found one of these. And I was like, yeah, I didn't win. So I'm going to keep trying. And then he reached around. He's like, I think you'll like this one more. And that's the one that had the ticket to it. So uh, super cool. And then saw him on the red carpet after the event. He got uh, catering for all the, the normal fan people, the, you know, non Hollywood people. Uh, so that was really cool. We had uh, like a little bit of catering after and we had uh, photo ops and that was really cool. We got some really memorable photo ops out of that. Yeah, it was a good time, but I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I don't think it's streaming on anything, but I've been I've been wanting to watch it again. Maybe I'll just sit through it and tear up and think yeah. about my brother. But yeah, it, it was it was cool. But yeah, I mean, it's not it looks like it's I know it's here. Streaming. It's here somewhere, uh, and within all these movies, I'm surprised there was never a steel book. If there is, it's probably like an import one I'd have to get. But, right, right. Um. But yeah, Wakanda Forever. As soon as as soon as I get out there, well, I'll come back. By then, everyone should have seen us. Of course, we'll 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 roll into spoilers. Go full and spoiler. Everything. We'll go full spoiler. Yeah. But <laughs> um, what was that other one you watched? That new one that's on HBO Max. I wanted to watch it, but I said there was that Stallone one I started. That's on Paramount Plus. 
Oh, no, wait. Yeah, that one. <laughs> but I fell asleep. So, yeah. um, uh, what, what, what was the one with um, Black Widow's sister? What the hell's her name? Yelena Belova. Yeah. And dumbass uh, Thanos' brother. Harry Styles. Yeah. Uh, Star Fox. Which, uh, what's, I, I, I want to know what, where we're getting that story. Is that coming to Disney Plus? Like, that guy has such a huge following. He, he had to account for like a good percentage of, of the people that went to see Eternals in the theater. People sat through almost a three hour film just to see him for like a second. second. Yeah. <laughs> like he came walking out of the screen. I was like, ah, oh, that's what blew me away in the theater. Like, like everybody's like, ah, and I was like, wow. Like, like, I wasn't even sure who it was at first. Like, I was like, who is this and why are they so hyped? Like, and I was like, oh, I didn't That's... realize till after it was because of they like uh, the music of Harry Styles. So. I couldn't tell you <laughs> one song of his, but yeah, I, I, I knew there was someone in it because there was a lot of little girls in there and then they got excited and I was like, okay, well, this must be whoever they're all look, looking for. And then he came walking out. Yeah. I just went, I just went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Um, Star what Fox that? and Hip. <laughs> What's that movie called? Called Don't Worry, Darling. And if you listen to, well, it's it's been a couple months now, but when um, Nez was last visiting here, and we did a in the truck edition, uh, we drove by the theater, and Don't Worry, Darling was playing, and that's when I brought up uh, I, how I watched this video about all the controversies behind this. Um, you know, I don't know to go through all of it again, but just briefly, it's the one uh, Shia LaBeouf was originally uh, cast in it, and then he had his legal troubles, so he's out. And then, like, Florence Pugh, she kind of had a thing with Olivia Wilde. It's Olivia Wilde's uh, movie. She directed it. Um, and then there was, like, um, it was at uh, Cannes Film Festival, and, like, it looked like uh, Harry Styles spit at Chris Pine, it didn't happen, but it looked like it. And so everybody made a big deal of that. And it's got a lot of weird things. Um, yeah, like I said, but so it had a lot of weird hype going into it, but, uh, didn't see it in theaters and now it's on uh, HBO max. So I watched it there. Is any good? Um, yes and no. Um, it's good performances. Um, the story uh, described as a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Um, and yeah, like, like we were saying, uh, Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, uh, Gemma Chan, Nick Kroll is in it, directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, it has vibes almost, uh, not exactly, but it has a little bit of a vibe of uh, Stepford Wives, if you're familiar with that or its remake. Uh, there's also other sci-fi elements that are in it. Um, 
some of it being kind of cool, but then at the same time, it becomes frustrating because while the performances are good, it feels like the story isn't fully fleshed out. And when it gets into some of the stuff, like explaining what it is, it kind of just, yeah, whatever. It like kind of just, it doesn't get into it as much as it should, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, and I think maybe the idea behind it was more to kind of focus on the performance. Like I said, it's good. Uh, Florence Pugh's good in pretty much everything she, she does. It's interesting. Uh, Harry Styles is good in this, but it's interesting seeing his part. I actually could picture uh, Shia LaBeouf in this part. It actually would make sense with him in it. So that's actually kind of interesting watching it that way. Um but like I said, like, I don't know, like, I kind of recommend it um, because it is an interesting performance. But I, like I said, I didn't fully love it because I feel like there's parts of the story that um, they should have developed a little better, a little more, you know. Well, I like it. Uh, you might. Uh, I think you might say the kind of the same thing though where it's like it's good performances but there's just key story element things missing they should do more that's what i think i think you would agree with me there that there's things they should do they should have done more as far as the story goes so well ron tomatoes tomato meter is a 38 percent splat but the audience score was 74%. Uh, critics, critics' consensus, despite an intriguing array of talent on other side of the camera, either side of the camera, don't worry, darling, is mostly a muddled re-rash, rehash of over, over, overly familiar themes. Yeah, like you said, yeah. the Stepford Wise and all that. But the audience says the ending isn't for everyone, but the cast, especially Florence Pugh, helps Don't Worry Darling make the most of a story with fairly few surprises. Did you agree yeah. with those? So it's two hours and three minutes. And I say if you even add like 10, 15 minutes to kind of develop more of the ending and what is going on with the story? Like it could have helped it so much more. Um, one interesting thing to it, as far as this 1950s ness to it, um, is the soundtrack. Um, and it's funny, uh, all these songs you've you know heard of a million times and everything, but uh, uh, I always think interestingly of. Uh, you know, the Pixar movie Cars, the original first Cars film, uh, uh, Life Could Be a Dream. Use that. <laughs> I hate that song. I don't even like, I hate it when it came out in the 80s. I hated it when they used it in Cars. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of that, like the, the whole, the whole, uh, 50s vibe to it. The douche like is I in said, this? It's, it's good. It's good. What? The douche is in this? Nick Kroll? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's all yeah. I see him as. He's, I think he's coupled up actually with Olivia Wilde. She's the director, but she's also a character in it, in the uh, community. So. All right, well, I'll get to it when I can then. I mean, I mainly want yeah. to see it because of her. I like Florence Pugh. She's really good in it. She's really good in it. Um, and yeah, naked. Styles is good in it too, uh, considering like, you know, this kid, uh, you know, obviously started out as a singer. He's still a singer, but, uh, yeah, he, he does well. He does well here, you know, so she get naked. Uh, no, there's like a sex scene, but I not, I don't think there's any. Revealing moments. The tasteful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, which is interesting too, because I remember that was one of her like criticisms too. Like she got mad that every, I guess all the interviewers wanted to talk about was like the sex scenes in this. And she was like frustrated. Like, yeah, there's more to it than that. And is, obviously there is like it's definitely not the focus focus of it. So, but yeah, there. Like I said, I'm kind of dancing around it. There is something going else going on. There is something else to figure out. Um, it's not that crazy. Like it's not like you know, a sixth sense or some crazy twist. You know, like that. But. There is, you know, something else going on to it. So, alrighty. Uh, what else did you have? I just had the one movie. Uh, I had um, a movie I heard nothing about till I saw it was streaming on uh, Peacock, and this was uh, the Independent. A young journalist discovers a conspiracy involving a U.S. presidential candidate that could change the election and the fate of the country, uh, starring Jody Turner-Smith and uh, Brian Cox, uh, who obviously love in a million roles, but especially recently in Succession, uh, Stephen Lang, and uh, John Cena is the candidate himself. Uh, interestingly enough, I watched this on election day because uh, there was no NBA that day. I've been soaking up the league pass, but uh, the league had every team play on Monday so that um, there would be no games on Tuesday so people would get out there and vote. But uh, yeah, on Peacock, I noticed this um, pretty prominently it was it was up top i think on the little splash banner and on the like just added or new or whatever it was and um yeah i thought i'd throw it on and check it out and i thought it was uh pretty good i'm seeing it's getting pretty middle of the road views as far as uh critics go here like a high of a 60 a low of a 40 so, not necessarily high or low. Um, and, yeah, pretty mixed from 
users here too. Two, five, eight, six, six. Um, I thought it was pretty solid. I feel like it's a movie that they used to kind of make more of these. Um, like obviously the popular one that comes to mind and it's not actually like that at all, but, uh, the Manchurian candidate kind of comes to mind for me, but, uh, and you know, it doesn't have that. That one has kind of also like a, a little bit of a sci-fi element to it, but, um, this one doesn't, it's just, you know, flat up. Um, basically, yeah, the two main characters, uh, Jody Turner Smith and Brian Cox, they're, uh, news reporter, news reporters looking in to, uh, Cena, like Cena is running as an independent, you know, in the system where, you know, it's always a Republican or a Democrat. There's other people usually on the ballots, green party, uh, this and that, obviously, yeah, and the independent party. And usually those candidates don't have a chance, but in this film, uh, Cena running for president as an independent, like he actually does have a real shot. But there's something going on with him, and yeah, the uh, reporters are looking into it. And yeah, it's cool. It's like a conspiracy type movie so i thought it was pretty good for what it was it's an hour and 48 minutes came out this year and yeah it's streaming on peacock all right <clears throat> was that all you had uh for movies movies yeah, yeah. all right well i only got in one this week uh, this is one that i was looking forward to and um finally came out for rental but uh, i couldn't wait so um, I believe it's coming on Shutter on whenever the 18th is. When is that next? Next Friday. Uh, it'll be uh, on Shutter. So, for those of you that, that have that, uh, definitely check this one out. But this is 2022's fantasy mystery. What else did they call it? A Canadian Inuit sci- science fiction film. And this is Slashback. Uh, Mika and her ragtag group of friends discover an alien invasion in their tiny Arctic uh, hamlet. And it's up to them to fight back using makeshift weapons and horror movie knowledge. That's what I really loved. <laughs> when Mika and her ragtag friends discover, just, wait, wait, discover uh, an alien invasion in their Arctic hamlet, it's up to them to... Utilize makeshift weapons from horror knowledge. The aliens realize you don't mess with the girls from Pang. This was directed by a Nyla Inuksuk. I think that's how you say her name. Also written by her and Ryan Cavan. And this stars. Oh my gosh. Um, Tassina Shirley as Mika. Nala Jose Ellsworth as Yuki, uh, Chelsea Perksy as Lena, uh, Alex Wolf Wolf as Jesse, and a bunch of other people in this. All right, flashback. I thought this movie fucking rocked. <laughs> it was hella good. Uh, I loved it. I mean, I love these type of things. It had that vibe of uh, Attack the Block. 
when uh, these aliens uh, show up in in the town and where were they? England somewhere? Yeah, England. And, and aliens show up and try to take over. That's that's what happens here. Some they land up in uh, Canada in the Inuit um, reserve and. These uh, little gals have to spring into action to uh, fight them off. There's only a couple of them. There isn't like a, a ton of aliens like in Attack the Block, those little uh, critter-looking things uh, that were running around there. But um, it's like it, it, they, it just the invasion happened, and they're not really sure what it is. Only one of them uh, sees it and is trying to warn everybody, and then finally it all just happens, and everyone's uh, out there fighting. And and these aliens are here basically just to take over the world. They they uh, take over uh, the like hosts, uh, like animals or or humans. And the effects in it was really good. The CGI was cool. It wasn't the best, but it was a little hung, a little wonky at times. But um, these little gals, I'm not sure if they've ever acted before. Yuki was my favorite one. Uh, Nala Jose, I think that's how you say her name. She was my favorite, and this is her first film. And you can clearly see that they, some of these little gals, this was their first time acting in a film. Um, but for that, I, I thought they did an amazing job. They really had a fun time in it. The cinematography in this is amazing. The, the lands of Canada out uh, in the mountains and in the water and everything. So that was really cool. Uh, the story was there. It was just a bunch of little girls. And they're doing uh, what little teenage girls do. Uh, relationship issues, just being friends and everything. But uh, the Inuit culture was there. They they did speak the language. Uh, more of the grown-ups they were speaking, and uh, the the girls they were they were using Inuit language and they were using English. So there were subtitles uh, in this. But it was really cool, man. I I was really happy watching this film, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's certified fresh with a 93%, but the audience sucks and they gave it a 45%. Um, all the critics, I don't, again, I don't trust the critics, but all the, the critics reviews are, um, are, are good, but the audience, uh, there's only a few, there isn't a ton of audience reviews. Uh, well, here's one. It was good. Great fun. Highly recommended. The next one, obviously all the people involved making this terrible movie, uh, have have rated highly on here. Don't be fooled. It's just awful. Uh, another one. Uh, I can't even. It's in a different language. So I can't even read it. Uh, here's another one. It's cute at first, but the lack of real acting chops from a from a single person makes an amateur night on Dixie experience. Uh, it's exhausting watching these cute gals fail about giving flatline readings from their rickety throats of alien plot drop like. Bowling balls from the sky. Not scary, not creepy, not good. I don't know who this person is, but he's totally wrong. But I did say these gals acted like this was their first time acting in a film. So you got to give them that. I mean, we're not, I mean, not every actor starts off with uh, a banger. Some do, not everyone. Um, but I thought these little gals did a good job. So I'm, I'm hoping that they continue with their acting and uh, do more. Um, but I had a really, really good time with this film. Uh, I will watch it again when, uh, when it comes on shutter. Uh, I saw that it was out there, but, uh, we rented it cause I wanted to support the cause and, uh, I'll support the cause again once it comes on to uh shutter. 
Or if you have AMC, AMC Plus, Shutter is also in there, so definitely check it out. But if you want to rent it, go ahead. It was like six ninety nine on Amazon. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this film. It was awesome. Do you still have the Shutter login and all that? I don't. Um Mainly because I had it logged in on my TV, but my TV's kind of whack, and um, it it does this thing all the time where I have to delete the the apps on it and then reinstall it. Otherwise, they like swell in size. It's lame and stupid, mm. but uh, it's just my TV. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, dude, you ch- you should ch- check when it when it's on. I'm I'll, I'll hook you up again. Definitely watch this one. <laughs> No, I'm excited, uh, especially yeah. when you said attack the block. Um, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I mean, the the visuals, the the C, again, the CGI wasn't the greatest, but I liked it. Um, when the alien hosts or when the aliens take over the bodies, I thought it, it looked really cool. It looked like the the people. This isn't a spoiler. If you went, if you watch the trailer or look at pictures on IMDb, you can see the um, the, the aliens that, that took over a body. It looks like. Um, they just had a rubber mask over their face, but they they said this in the movie. They were like, they were like, they, they why do they look so weird? And they said maybe that the aliens can't really um, form to to the inside of humans. That's why their faces look that like that way. So that kind of made you like, ah, cool. But again, I'm sure this was um, a low budget film, so they they really couldn't. Uh, you really go for it with the effects. Um, I think this came out uh, last year and it was making its rounds at the uh, at the film festivals and everything. But they finally released it uh, to the wild. Uh, so this year. So, I mean, it's it's an awesome film. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, this uh, director, Nyla Inuksuk, it sounds it looks like she's done uh, other little short films. So this was her first full-length feature. Yeah, it, it's really short. It's only an hour and twenty-six minutes. Um, I like to see some of the other things. Uh, some t- couple TV shorts, then a regular short. She did uh, something called Future History. It's a documentary series. She directed three of those episodes, and this is her first full uh, full-length feature. So I uh, should reach out to her and see if I can get some words from her, but. This movie is awesome. I loved it. Uh, it was cool. Uh, it's got the sci-fi horror uh, aspect to it all. Again, yes, I love these films because they are they are natives, uh, indigenous actors, indigenous writers, indigenous directors. So I mean, I'm all about that. So I, I really support this film. I love it. Is it on my list? Of course it is, and it bumps some stuff out. <laughs> so, but yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. I loved it. I, I can't wait to watch it again. So, but yeah, everyone, uh, again, if you have Shutter, AMC Plus, whatever, it comes out next Friday, definitely check it out. And this is Slashback. As far as movies, that is uh-huh. it. And I'm nothing for TV. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a couple of quick hits here. Uh, first off, I uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, The White Lotus. Have you heard about this? Only from you. Uh, it's in its second season now. I heard a lot of people talking about it as far as like people I follow. Um, even, um, I don't follow too many entertainment pods, but the ones I do, I heard the hype there. 
but uh, it was just something I never looked into uh, until now. The main reason was I noticed in the second season, uh, Aubrey Plaza uh, was in the cast for the second season. And basically what this is and what it looks like it will be, uh, if it does indeed continue for multiple seasons, is the White Lotus in this TV series is a resort. And so the first season is uh, set in Hawaii. So uh, instantly I was kind of, that's, I think that's what kind of kept me engaged, at least in this uh, first season with my background. But uh, season two, The White Lotus, I think uh, Italy is the setting yet. Yeah, yeah. Italy is the setting for season two. And there's only one carryover actor so uh, it's jennifer coolidge um uh, she's in the first season um stifler's visiting mom. The, what's that stifler's mom yeah <laughs> exactly uh she's visiting the hawaiian location in season one and then the italian location here in season two uh the one other hook to the show because there's stuff i like about it but actually a lot i didn't like about it but there's also there's a hook to it for both seasons and it's actually a good enough hook that it it, it did keep me going and then it got me uh, liking other certain things about it and that um, it opens up both seasons with revealing that somebody has died there's like a mystery uh murder or somebody's died somehow and so that plays and then it's like one week early it goes once it's revealed that there's a uh a dead person then it, it goes one week earlier so the season one cast like i said it, there's only one carryover character so the season one cast includes uh murray bartlett Connie Britton, Jennifer Coolidge, Alexandra Dadrio, uh, Steve Zahn. Yeah, it's most of the big names, the heavy hitters. Uh, as a new wave of guests arrive at the White Lotus, resort manager Armand tries to massage an unreasonable Shane and his easygoing new wife, Rachel, while spa director Belinda calms a grieving Tanya. Meanwhile, Nicole suggests her husband, Mark, distract himself from a health scare by spending time with their son, Quinn, who's been cast out by his sister, Olivia, and her friend, Paula. Um, so, yeah, a whole bunch of random names that won't mean a lot to you there. But, yeah, uh, basically, uh, it sets up for this first season kind of those are your main characters and the uh, Jennifer Coolidge uh, she's there to her mother's past and the, she's there to uh, spread her ashes at sea. So that's kind of her thing. Uh, Steve Zahn is the one with the health scare uh, swollen balls. So he's worried he's got uh cancer so he's waiting to hear for that his wife's played by connie Britton. um jake lacy plays shane um 
Uh, he is just recently married to Alexandra Dodrio's Rachel. And yeah, so they're on their honeymoon. And the one guy, he's definitely like kind of like a, a rich jerk. And instantly this Armand, the, the guy that kind of runs this location of the White Lotus, he kind of picks up on that. And immediately that becomes like a back and forth throughout this whole first season of like, he sees this guy as kind of a jerk. So he kind of like keeps setting him up in, you know, bad situations. He doesn't give him the room they ordered right away, but you know, as a rich guy, this guy's used to getting his way. And that's like, where some of the stuff I didn't like, there's a whole lot of like white privilege here in this show. And I think it's actually in there to like almost kind of make fun of it or like show how like it's real and it's messed up. And there it is. Um, like there's this one part where it's, you know, talking about how uh, <laughs> the, um, Native Hawaiians, like, this was their land, and now it's taken away by this hotel, and now they're here dancing at this hotel, and it's like, uh, some of it's kind of a little, eh. but I think that's what they're trying to do is it, and that's, I don't know, kind of a, the, the point of it, but, I mean, there's also other interesting points, the son of, uh, Steve's on. He's um, when he first comes, all he wants to do is like be on his Nintendo Switch or his phone, and he's not into doing stuff. But then, because he's like um, not getting along with his sister, um, she like doesn't want him sleeping in the room with her and her friend. So um, he goes to like sleep down on the beach on like. Uh, like a lawn chair type thing, but he ends up being there in the morning when this, uh, these native Hawaiian, uh, boat, like catamaran team, like comes out to, to row. So he eventually ends up, um, hooking up with them. And it's more like a more like real, like authentic experience. And it's kind of cool to see his journey kind of from the artificial to the real. So, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of stuff that like was cool, but then a lot of stuff that was annoying and stuff like that. But I think that's how it was meant to be. And then um, after season one, it uh, picks up here recently in season two, which is airing right now. I guess episode three just aired tonight. But uh, the season two cast includes F. Murray Abraham, uh, Adam. DeMarkey, uh, John Grease, Tom Hollander, Michael Imperioli, Theo, me, James, uh, Aubrey Plaza, like I was saying. Uh, yeah, a few other people. But yeah, it moves on to uh, uh, Sicily. Yeah, is where um season two is and um yeah it was interesting because as conflicted as i was on on uh season one 
when season two started and then it was like Italy, I was like, Oh, like I kind of missed like the Hawaiian locale of it. And it was also interesting that like they laid like actually pretty heavy and almost kind of loud. It was kind of weird. Um, like Hawaiian music throughout the whole show. And it, it like, it was kind of loud throughout it. Like, like you could hear the dialogue, but they keep like playing like the music throughout um, it. And then it, the music changes, obviously the location changes to Italy for season two. And so I was a little actually thrown off because I didn't watch this week to week. I watched it kind of all at once. Um, and I was a little like, oh, like I kind of missed the the Hawaiian location. But then by the time uh, I finished episode two, I was like, okay, I guess I'm in on this this Italian one too. Plus, like I say, they kind of hook you with the um, the you want to find out like who got got, like who's who's dead. <laughs> kind of thing like what character isn't going to make it through this white lotus vacation <laughs> what is this on hbo hbo max and this is a tv show series yeah uh the first season was six episodes and the second season looks like it's going to be seven episodes and just the third episode of the second season came out tonight like i said uh, i heard a lot of good things a lot of people talking about how much they loved it i didn't look into it all i just for a long time i heard people saying like oh white lotus white lotus they were going off and then i saw the season two poster had aubrey plaza on it so i was like all right let me let me check this out. And honestly, um, I might have been out early, but there were little things that kept me going. I was wondering about the uh, the whole murder mystery, and then, like like I said, the Hawaiian setting uh, for the first season um, definitely kept me intrigued. As this show, it's the White Lotus. It's all set about like this vacation, this high end. A vacation resort so, but it's 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 obviously all about the characters you know and what what's going on in their lives so all right yeah so i don't know if i sold you on it but yeah it's interesting i don't know maybe we'll see still got a ton of things to watch right <laughs> um yeah, I'll probably keep up with it and then uh, probably won't bring it up again, though, till the season's ended. So I should probably make a guess now who I think um, isn't going to make it. I think actually season two, they stepped it up. I think it's like two or three people uh, don't make it in season two. So, um, yeah, season one, it was just one character that got got. So. But. Um, the other show I checked out, um, interestingly enough, Blockbuster on Netflix, uh, which is one of the main reasons that Blockbuster went under, but now there's a show, uh, a comedy set in the last Blockbuster video in America explores what, who, and makes a small business succeed. So just knowing that going in, 
I assumed this was going to be set in Bend, Oregon. As we know, that's where the last blockbuster is. Um, but it's not. And it's like a little all over the place because of that. I mean, I guess it's just you want to tell a story, so you're going to do whatever. But I think if I remember right, it was like set like in or near Chicago, I think is where this this version of a last blockbuster is also the main reason I want to check it out. Randall park, um, love him and everything. Um, he's in it. He's the main person. JB smooth is in it. Uh, Melissa Fumiro, Olga, Maridas, Tyler Alvarez. Yeah. Anyways, um, this is 10 episodes I just watched the first two uh, going in. I actually saw a couple of bad reviews, so I was definitely a little wary and on the watch for that. And I kind of saw what they meant because um, while I didn't hate it, uh, it is meant to be a comedy and I didn't have a laugh in the first episode. So, um, yeah, take that. For what you will but at the same time uh based just off the charm of randall park and being a fan of his um i might be willing to go a little further with the show and we'll see um do you even see that this was was out there <laughs> yeah i saw a little uh tv trailer or whatever for it um i want i want to check it out i like randall park and interested in uh their take on on what happens um but i don't know how long is each episode uh not very long uh it, what was this first episode like oh, she's doesn't even have it here on uh, imdb let me just bring it up on the, the netflix itself uh it felt like it was a half hour um yeah, 26 minutes, 27 minutes, 26 minutes, 27 minutes. So, yeah. The last blockbuster is still on uh, Netflix, too, I see. <laughs> Did they just um, build this blockbuster wherever? Well, see, that's the weird thing um, about this. Like, they're talking like, like it's about to go under, but like, it's not like this is set in like whatever that was, 2011 or whatever that was when, when all the blockbusters did really start to go under. Um, it's not set then it's actually set more like currently. So that's why I'm like, why isn't this set in bend? Like, I don't know. Like it just that even just it's set up seemed a little, all over the place. <laughs> mm, I don't think they would do it and film it there. I mean, that's no, I mean, just set it there though. Like, why is it set in like Chicago or whatever? Maybe that was the last one that I, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, it's set more recently. And we know before even bend, there was like one of the last ones was Alaska. So, like, yeah, it's not even close. Like I said, and this is like more uh, re more set recently in recent times. So, 
I don't know. It's Hollywood. Yeah, I guess so. So, anyways, um, other than that, obviously, uh, keeping up with Survivor and uh, Amazing Race. Uh, Survivor continues to be one of the most plain seasons in in a while. Uh, I am not intrigued by this season at all. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, loving what's going on with Amazing Race. So that's been good. All right. Um, let me see if he comes in here while we're talking about uh, Survivor. Um, it was brought to my attention that uh, my son Eric's music teacher was a contestant on Survivor. Uh, a person going by the name Coach. Coach! I don't know his real name. I don't. I, I, I watched some of the first season when Renee was watching it, but I could care less about these shows. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, the Zisu here, he's, the, he's the, the reality watcher, Survivor, Big Brother, and, and all that shit. Um, but excuse me. <sighs> Late night. Got home at 3 a.m. last night or this morning. Um, I came out with an idea of, well, shit, man, he's local. Um, let's fucking get him on the show and talk, uh, Survivor. <laughs> um, if anything, you would have to be the one to ask him question because I, I don't know. Well, you know what that. I was thinking? You know, I was thinking I could do is, uh, I can dig up his seasons and just tell you the episode because, They'll they usually open like um, you know previously on Survivor, and so you could get like a whole crash course in like what he did for that season. Uh, both seasons he played, I'm pretty sure he went pretty far in both. Um, if I and if I remember right, too, I said this to you on the phone that um, if I'm remembering right. I think he had this thing of he came in wanting to play like the noble game, like the hero game, the honorable game. But then when it came down to it, he also like gave in and was like, Oh, I got to, you know, I got to play the game. He, so he definitely uh, didn't fear to also play uh, the dark side game too. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. I think he's. He must be asleep. I don't know. I don't know where he's at. Everyone, trying to get a hold of my side. Have him come in here because I don't, I don't know his name, his real name. Oh man, sorry. I also oh. think he made it to the final three the second time he played. Also, if I'm remembering right. Give him a call. Not coach, my son. (laughs) (laughs) What? Where are you? In the living room. Come in here. Okay. All right, everyone. We'll be here in a second. Um, You're fine. Yeah, yeah, Eric can give you more information on on this gentleman because I have no idea 
uh, who he is. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be cool to uh, hear his story. So, but yeah, this is uh, my son Eric, and um, we'll uh, see if we. Do you have music class every day? Uh, yeah. What's your teacher's name? Don't say uh, coach. Uh, Ben Wade. Yeah, well, that's coach, everyone. Um, and uh, Eric was telling me that every now, I guess every chance he gets, he brings up Survivor. Like, what? <laughs> what? How does he do it? <laughs> oh, no, sometimes, like, he's, like, on a lecture about, like, something about music, and then, uh, he talks about, like, I don't know, it, some it just leads into him talking about Survivor all of a sudden. Like, what? What is he, what is that, what is he said? Or, like, some things about, like, I don't know, like, He'll be showing us like some song, and then it's like, oh yeah, and then this person, he's like, I've hung out with this person, but then he's like, yeah, and then I was on Survivor doing this, and it reminds me of that, talking about some of the stuff he did on it. Does he talk about Survivor like all the time, or just every now and then? Just every now and then. <laughs> well, I guess, man, if if one of us were on on something like that, we'd probably bring it up as much as we could. But uh, oh yeah, Eric, sure. Eric's task is to see if he would come on the show and talk survivor i mean we'll we'll definitely uh you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have to do some research tell me which ones to watch and yeah I, yeah so i can at least chime in i could just give I, you a crash course <laughs> yeah because i i have no no idea yeah um, and you don't want to watch the whole season uh take you hours no yeah just give me some <laughs> key points to watch yeah yeah uh has he just been on one season or has he been like no. multiple multiple okay at least two and like i said i'm pretty sure the second time he played he made it to the the final night the final three so does he but, does he uh, have survivor it. stuff didn't in know. his cl- in the classroom uh no nothing uh-uh. did you guys even know he was on it or did he just bring it up one day uh pretty much everybody already knew when they're going into the class did you know yeah oh okay see that's all right, everyone. That's Eric's mission to get him on the show. So don't uh, <laughs> don't hold your breath. I mean, if if he comes on, he comes on. So, but uh, it'll be cool. Yeah. I mean, we'll get be... we'll get on it. I'll I'll yeah. uh, I'll figure that out for you, so I can I'll hit that up for you. I'll <laughs> start to look into it right now, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so for for you Survivor fans, I mean, it'll probably be more exciting to you. Um. I just I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> not not because of him. I just couldn't get into the show. How many seasons has it gone? So many. Uh, I think they're on like forty three right yeah, now. Yeah. See. Yeah. Pff, there's no way I could have watched forty something seasons uh, of this show that I could care less about. But I don't know. This it'll, it'll, it'll be good. Plain. This season is just so blah to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will. I will have questions on like, why did you want to do this? How did you get into this? Um, what was the most difficult part of being away from wh- whoever your family for so long? And did you ever get into any life-threatening situations like being bit by a animal or bugs or what have you? I don't know. We'll come up. With, my questions come up to me when when we're sitting there talking. But um, hopefully, I can be like. With him sitting there talking, we'll have to yeah. do it over do it over the phone, or um, or who knows, maybe if it's sometime in the future, 
take a day off and come over here <laughs> so we can yeah, do that'd it. Yeah, be cool. So be I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you would enjoy it more than, than I would. But, um, yeah, everyone, cross your fingers that uh, that he, he would want to do it. I know he's a busy man because uh, he's got, uh, this, other than the, the school, teaching at the school, um, I believe he's working on a holiday uh, musical um, program that Eric is going to be a part of. Uh, something that he's writing with uh, other musicians that they're going to perform this this holiday season. So um, yeah, definitely. When that happens, of course I'll be there and uh, have video and everything of it. We'll throw it on TikTok and whatever else. But yeah, cross your fingers, everyone. That uh, the coach says. Um, well, I'm definitely going to ask why. Did you come up with his name, Coach, or did somebody name you this? Because I'm pretty know. sure he does actually explain that. Um, I just found his first season is season 18 that aired in 2009. Uh, he was also on that season with uh, the famous player Tyson uh, was on that show who's still doing reality challenge stuff. He was just on the challenge USA. So, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we shall, we shall see. Um, what else you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that'll do it for TV. We're ready to get to the weekend sports. Yeah, so Seahawks lost. Woke up to to a L. I guess they were playing in Germany, Munich, right, against right. Um, the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I guess I was hoping we were gonna win because they've been on a, like a crappy. Uh, Tom's just been getting sacked like multiple times each game, but uh, they ended up. But we we. When I started watching the game, we were like, I think we had like three points. We made it all the way up to, I think, like 16, and then we just didn't want it. So, but um, the little bit uh, that I saw, I thought was cool. So, we're we're losers this week. How'd you guys do? Are you playing now, or was that early? No, you guys are done. No, no. We played earlier today. Um, Tennessee. Competitive game. Uh, Broncos actually got out to the 10 nothing lead before they ended up losing uh, <laughs> by uh, the score. I think it was uh, 17 to 10. So uh, Titans win, Broncos lose yet again. Um, they did win last week, which was surprising and almost kind of impressive, especially since we got rid of... Uh, one of our best defensive players, we let him go to Miami, gave him a chance to actually compete there. Bradley Chubb is gone from the team. I thought there would be more of a fire sale than there even was, but um, yeah, I mean, the season's been over since we're done. Perfect. One more time. <laughs> yeah. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country. <laughs> What's up with the memes with all that? <laughs> because. It was like a thing, and then like he oddly Russell Wilson like hasn't been able to let it go, and it's been it's been just so weird. Like we're in the middle of like you know 
three-game losing streak, four-game losing streak, and he's talking to the press, and then it ends, and he, like, whispers almost to the mic, like, Broncos country, let's ride. Like, (laughs) it's just weird. And it's like, the other part, too, it's it's not even, like, a new phrase. Like, it's been, like, a Broncos thing for years. But, like, since, like, it became this weird Russell Wilson thing this year, it turned into a meme. Shout out to uh, Chisel Adonis. If you guys watch his um, his sports commentary <laughs> for football games, <laughs> every time Russell Wilson messes up, he adds that Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> I I would have never even known any of that if it wasn't for <laughs> Chisel Adonis <laughs> and everything. But uh, was that is this old or is this something that he had done a while ago when he first came on or when he got with the Broncos? When he first, yeah, when he first got to the Broncos. But then, like I said, it's been weird that um, as bad as the season's been, like he also like hasn't been able to like let it go. Like he's, you would think, especially during the down times, like uh, or maybe not because. You know, I guess if you're a good leader, you're supposed to keep it up and stay positive, and I guess that's what he's trying to do. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been a lost season, and it continues to be that. Um, I don't know. They did show a little fight today, which was was good. Tennessee is a quality team, so not surprised we didn't win. But. As far as the NFL goes, though, it's also a really weird season. There's only, like, three real teams. Uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, and uh, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. So, everybody else isn't so real. (laughs) It's like there's a top-tier level, and then everybody else. (laughs) Uh, trying to get a hold of my uh, the recording. Yeah, some stuff going on this weekend down in Hollywood dealing with Mike. So wanted to have him come on. But um, some uh, WWE news, some wrestling news. Uh, Sarah Logan is back in the WWE with the Viking Raiders. She returned uh, Friday night. Uh, it says Valhalla is here. Um, she got done dirty uh, during the, the events uh, when he was just cutting everyone left and right. She's been gone for a few years or maybe a year or so. I, I can't remember. Um, she did uh, once she, when she took advantage of her downtime and she, uh, she is a new mother. She has, um, I think their, I think their son's a year old now. I can't remember his name. He looks just like his dad. Um, so, but it was cool. I was happy. I am a Sarah Logan fan. 
Uh, I do have her uh, WWE figure, so hopefully at some point they can get it signed. Uh, but I was happy that she came back. Um, the Viking Raiders were were beating up uh, some jobbers. And then uh, she came out <laughs> and had to deal with uh, uh, the women. So I was like, ah, they had, they teased her a while back when they were when the Viking Raiders had a, had a promo because we saw she was standing there, but all we saw was the back. But if you guys know who Sarah Logan is, you know we knew who it was, and I was <gasps> I was excited. But that was all we saw of her. But when uh, they were out there uh, roughing fools up. Uh, the, the the light went down, the flames came up on the video screens in the front, and the, the the smoke, and she was standing there with her back, and then she spun around. I went, ah! Uh, I lost it, so I, I'm happy that she's back. Uh, I hope she gets a bigger push this time. She did have a big push when she was um, a part of the Riot Squad, uh, but then Ruby Riot went over. She's not Ruby Riot anymore. She's over AEW, and she's Ruby Solo. She's doing her thing over there, so... Uh, come on, Triple H. Please give her a push. I mean, I'd give her fucking uh, a title run. Even if it's for a month, I wouldn't care. I'd be happy. Um, I did see some pictures. They do have their son there backstage because she was uh, there was a picture of her uh, and, and her husband, um, Eric Rowan. They were back there uh, with their son, so it was really cool. They do... Um, they live the Viking lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know. I just follow uh, them on uh, Instagram and everything. And I think they had a Viking wedding when they when they did it. I know some people that don't really care for uh, their life choices, um, but they live off the land. They're farmers, they're hunters, and everything. And they and they post pictures and all that and videos of them doing uh, their stuff. Uh, I understand some people just think it's cruel to animals. Don't don't eat meat or anything, but. I mean, to each his own. I eat meat, so I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> so, but I do get that people. Some people don't agree with it, but hey, that that's your that's your choice, your prerogative, and it's their prerogative as well to uh, live how they want to live. But uh, they're both good parents. Uh, I love both of them in the ring, uh, as well her and her husband. Uh, I would rather just see her do a singles and uh, kicking ass. Um, I really want her to go after. Well, she's on Raw, so she's not on. Smackdown, but I don't know. We'll see uh, where it goes from here. But I'm happy that uh, Sarah Logan is back, so I'm ready. So we'll see. Um, yeah, Seahawks, we lost. Sarah Logan's back, so I'm excited. And as far as sports, I don't have anything else. Uh, for me, uh, I've enjoyed having league pass, uh, lots of basketball all the time. The only problem is the one that I was worried about going in. Um, don't get to see the main thing I want to see, the Warriors games. Uh, also, don't get to see the Kings games, who they actually happen to be playing tonight. Um, but yeah, weird season for the Warriors so far. Um, they got a lot to work out. Um, very, very slow start. They're 5-8 and eight right now. Um, winless on the road. 0-7 oh, now. After tonight's loss to the Kings, um, they rallied late but uh, couldn't get it done. Uh, the bench rotation is still a huge mess. Uh, it's weird to hear the stats on how our our bench our our starters 
especially Steph, is having like an MVP-like season, especially uh, not tonight's game, but the last two games. Like, I think he's scored 41 in one of them and like 47 in the other. We need like every one of them to get those wins. Uh, our first two-game win streak, but uh, lost again tonight. So, yeah, we fall to five and eight. Uh, still real early, obviously, in the season, plenty of time, but they really got to figure out something with their bench. They got to either get guys going or they got to make some trades, sign some people, do something because they're getting like next to nothing from the bench. And they have benched a few people, Wiseman and uh, our other new pickup, uh, Jermichael Green. Uh, isn't getting any minutes now all of a sudden. And I thought that was a good pickup for us, but um, he did struggle early, and now, yeah, he's falling completely out of the rotation. So I don't know where we go from here, but uh, they got a lot of things to figure out. But like I said, luckily they got a lot of time to figure it out in. But, um, yeah, it's been fun to uh, check out – all these other uh, games. The interesting part too is not every game, but some of them, sometimes they choose not to go to commercial like when you would normally see. So you get to actually see what's going on in the arena, like what's going on during timeouts, what's going on during halftime. You get to see the halftime performances. So that's pretty been pretty interesting. Um, I obviously prefer that to commercials. Uh, usually when it goes to commercials, I try to see if there's another game on that I can flip to. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, Weekend sports. All right. Uh, Star Wars. I still need to sit down and watch Andor. Eric so asked me. He goes, are you watching Andor? I said, I saw the beginning. I, I still need to sit down uh, and yeah. watch the rest. But, another- um, it's over, right? No, no, two to go. Oh, two more. Okay. Well, don't tell yeah. me. I don't. I don't know what's happening. Because he yeah, was like another standout episode, uh, big time, awesome episode. And what was crazy is uh, I saw like multiple people talking about there how this episode had uh, two of the greatest. Uh, speeches, like monologues Star Wars has ever seen. And what's funny is when you say that, it's because monologuing is not something that happens in Star Wars. Like, I've said this before, Star Wars is a fast-moving traditional movies and then even the shows that have come. It's quick cuts, it's quick scenes, the action moves, the dialogue moves, but um, this show Andor is the first time it's like they're doing things like that. And, but I do got to say, there was this one speech by um, Stellan Skarsgård's character. I'm loving his character. Um, And it was, it was, it was super awesome and uh, had people going crazy. Like right away, I uh, caught uh, somebody like, uh, wrote it all out like on a picture and uh i screenshotted it um let me give you this it's a little to it but like it's awesome like i just give you the, the start in the beginning it's like somebody asked him like what does he sacrifice and he's like 
Uh, he's given up all chance at inner peace. I made my mind a sunless place. I share my dreams with ghosts. I wake up every day to equation I wrote 15 years ago. There's only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. My anger, my ego, this and that goes on. He's like, uh, what's my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise I know I'll never see. Which is funny because if you think about... Uh, the way Rogue One ends, especially for the hero characters in that Rogue One itself, um, and it's it's the line from the trailer. So, what do I sacrifice? Everything. <laughs> so. I'm hearing from younger viewers that they hate the show because nothing's happening. It's I I was I was like I I can't or I, I could see that because this is a more a dramatic Star Wars. Yeah. This, yeah. There's no, there's no Jedi's. There's no, no, all that in it. I mean, of course we love that too. But this is as, as for being Star Wars fans since we were kids. I mean, this is uh, we probably wouldn't like it either if we were younger kids. Oh yeah, we, no, I get that. I get when, that for sure. When we when we came into yeah. it, it was like space battles and lightsabers and Jedi's and this and yep. that and yep, yep. And there isn't in this. So no. I mean, that this is this is Star Wars is. Uh, soap opera, more of a real soap opera, right? But, uh, and it's the mechanics of a rebellion, and it gives you more appreciation for the rebellion itself and how hard, like that is, like how oppressive the empire is and how crushing it is and oppressive and you know rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> yep. So I mean, I, I'm a joy. I mean, I love slow, dramatic uh, stories. Plus, um, we've already invested ourselves with uh, Cassian, yeah, the whole yeah. Star Wars universe. So uh, again, I, I might as well just wait. If there's only two more episodes till it's done, then you just sit down there and uh, binge through it. Well, well, at this point, that's probably not a bad idea because honestly. As slow as it's been, it's also the kind of show, uh, you know, it's Star Wars, of course. I, I always feel this way, but it's like once the episode ends, you're like, oh, ah, I want to I want to keep going. Like, what's what happens next? Like, there's definitely like uh, uh, like it's happened a few times. Like there's been a few different story arcs. Like there was I think it was like the first three episodes was basically a story arc. And then four, five, six, and then seven through ten is basically an arc. And then I think the last two episodes are an arc of its own. So it'll be interesting to see where they go here for the finale. Uh, like I said, I've heard great things as far as like the fan reaction, the critical reaction. But... I didn't know if the viewing numbers were going to be there for it to get its planned second season, but it turns out, um, I guess the love was enough because it sounds like they are going into production and they're going to start filming here at the end of this month season, the planned season two. So it's going to happen. So I'm glad they're at least, uh, going to be able to tell the story they planned. Cause that'd be a bummer, especially if, this season ends with more of like 
okay, we need, we need to finish this. That would be a bummer if they couldn't finish it or like it ended up, you know, I know sometimes they end up just going to novel, uh, not star Wars, but uh, I don't know if we ever mentioned on the show, um, Westworld ended up getting canceled before its planned final season. So from what I heard, it got left uncompleted, cliffhangered, just completely abandoned. And I was like, well, I feel less bad about not keeping up with the last two seasons now. So I'm kind of like, well, whatever. If they're not going to finish it, maybe I won't either. Uh, I kind of want to at least watch the second season, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, what's this new Star Wars show that just came out? Oh, um, Tales of the Jedi? I guess. I don't know. Something that just came out. Well, I think we mentioned Tales of the Jedi last time, how um, that was a six-episode short um where it's it's focused mainly around Count Dooku and Ahsoka. First episode Ahsoka, the next three Dooku, and then the two after that. I thought there was something else that was out. Well, there's a little Grogu uh, Studio Ghibli short, which... Yeah, that, that, uh, that. (laughs) That, um, they could have put that on Instagram, I guess YouTube or something. Because it's listed as three minutes, but it's, I don't even think it's two minutes. And basically is just a scribble of Grogu turning around and walking. And the famous Studio Ghibli, if you know Studio Ghibli, they did Spirited Away, uh, Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service. They're famous for a lot of those anime. Princess Mononoke. Uh, but yeah, the little dust bunnies come around Grogu. He spins around. He walks off. It's cute, but it shouldn't be a Disney Plus feature. That's for sure. Like, they should have just shared this, like I said, on like a social media platform because it's, 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 it's Japanese. It's nothing. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's uh, on the sketchboard. I'm not saying it's not cute, but it's it's just a little sketch. Like, it's not even, like, a story. You know, I, I'm watching it right now, everyone. I'm, let me turn it down so they don't come after us. Um, I'm an artist. Uh, I can't do this, this uh, animated stuff. And it, it is it's sketches and everything, but... This takes a long time, dude. <laughs> so. Oh no, I'm not saying like it's it's not, but I'm just saying it's also <laughs> those look like they, the little attack the block things. <laughs> yeah, they were in um, Spirited Away. Oh, what dust bunnies? Doesn't even look like Roku. Yeah, so. <laughs> like I said, it's listed as three minutes, but at least one a minute of that is the end credits. So, yeah, it's just him on uh, walking around these little spiky ball things coming at, coming after him. Yeah, why is this on here? It shouldn't have been. It really shouldn't have been. Um, 
I said the Groot shorts were short. This is even shorter than that. And like I said, uh, I mean, it's not like there was a big buildup to it. Like I remember just one night it, um, it said like, come in tomorrow, studio Ghibli, Grogu. And I was like, Whoa, like that's big. And then you see the next day and it's like three minutes. It says it's three minutes. And I was like, Oh, and then it's even shorter than that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute, but it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing. Oh, Tales from the Jedi. I guess I should watch these. Yeah, these yeah. are short. These are short too. <laughs> yeah, those are like that's like serious Star Wars too. Uh, except for it is Jedi stuff, but it's moody, it's dark. There's no laughter, comedy, or even really joy. Um, it's a more serious, dark. This is all before uh, Revenge of the Sith. Let's see Mace Windu and uh, Dooku. Jedi, Jedi Dooku. Yeah. I'll check that out. But yeah, I mean, you're a completist. I mean, if you want to watch the Grogu and the Dust Bunnies, yeah, he ain't missing anything. Good artwork. I mean, I, I can give right, it that. Right, right, I like it. I like it. And yeah, I like Studio Ghibli, too. They're awesome. So, um, What I would have loved is for them to do an actual little story and make it part of Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that would be the cool. Maybe they will. It was just yeah. something they wanted to do real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they will be part of Visions. Because, gosh, right. man. Vision season one. Gosh, I'm still blown away. And I love most of those stories. Especially the Elder and uh, the Fifth Jedi. Uh, Ronan. I still need to finish What If. I didn't even finish that. <laughs> wow. All but, right. Yeah, because Eric goes, you didn't finish. I said, nope. Because <laughs> he did. Oh. All right. Um, moving on to collecting. Yes. I only got one thing. Um, thanks, thanks to the Zisu here. He's the one that hit me to um, uh, this uh, Top Gun Maverick steelbook. I thought it was a Best Buy deal, and I thought I missed it. And Zisu said, no, it's Walmart. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I went on their Walmart, and and I got it. And it came pretty fast. I was scared that it was going to come dented or broke. But there was no dents, no scuffs, no nothing. And I'm glad I have this because this movie was fucking awesome. Not like that yeah. first bullshit yeah. one. Um, <laughs> I love the the steel case. It's got um, Maverick on the front uh, as well as the back and his cockpit. But it comes with a, a magnet, like a um, 3D magnet-looking thing that was uh, stuck to the to the case. I thought it was a sticker, but then I pull it off. Two discs, uh, Blu-ray, and the 4K Ultra HD. Um, this Maverick uh, code is up for grabs. Anyone who wants it, reach out to me. First one gets it. Uh, I never use those things, so I do see those guys selling them on eBay, but I don't have time for all that. No. That's give nice. it to the listeners so but yeah um the big first, question though, is is uh did it really happen <laughs> what <laughs> or is the beginning 
Yeah, is the beginning the only real part? And did he perish in the beginning? No, man, that shit, <laughs> even if it didn't happen, I don't care. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> watching it again, that was cool. But there would have been no way he would have survived that. Right. As fast as he was going, uh, you guys should have seen this by bits. now. Yeah, even if he ejected immediately, so he would probably been decapitated. Yep. As soon as it, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's probably why they didn't show it. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe he did die and the movie was just uh, in his head. I don't know. We'll see. But either way, it was an awesome film. I loved it. But yeah, as far as collecting, that is it. Um, I don't have nothing. I had all my big stuff last week. I didn't really get out and look around um this this week so take it away what do you got uh yeah just a few arrivals for me uh stuff that shipped i think i mentioned last week that i got the uh snoop dog pops the uh afro uh blue shirted uh one and then the uh, pimp coat red hat one uh, but if i didn't those uh had a uh, funko dot com delivery star lord with groot in his little holiday sweatshirt uh hercules uh, we'll see where he shows up in the mcu even though this one's based off the comics version and then um Dr. Voodoo, also uh, yet to make his MCU appearance, but uh, this one's based off the comics. And then lastly, uh, the Target, these like comic cover editions they do, uh, just in time for the release of Wakanda Forever, I got uh, Shuri, her comic uh, and comic cover. And I got to say, like... Uh, the details on this pop are really good, and I actually wouldn't mind picking up another one of these. The only thing with these comic cover ones is the way I love to interact with my pops is uh, you can nice and neatly take them out of the box, do the photography I want, and then get them back in the package, and they're good to go. The only thing with these uh, comic cover ones is they come shrink wrapped in plastic so you would have to first undo that and i i don't know like where you unscrew the base or even if it's like stuck and the pop is screwed in uh, i'm not sure at all but uh, this is a pop i'd definitely like to see outside of the case so i'm kind of torn i've been keeping up with these marvel ones like i try to keep up with all the marvel releases but uh I don't know if I like these or not just because of that, like that factor of like, I can't get them out of the box. <laughs> so I don't know if I like this line. So, yeah, I guess that was it. I didn't have any pickups in person this week. So mm. just had those arrive in the mail. But uh, I don't know when you guys are going to be listening to this, but uh, for you Metallica fans, 
that uh, they finally put it on the on the app. The um, oh right, yeah, I saw you said Pop. That. Yeah, the moment uh, the moment deluxe Metallica Master of Puppets tour, the uh, nineteen eighty six. Um, the little uh, stage display. Um, it's just the, the the four pops, uh, Cliff Burton, Lars, James, and Kirk. This is definitely a Walmart exclusive. It's going on sale online on sale tomorrow, uh, seven p.m. Eastern. But so four o'clock for us here on the West. So I I am. Wait, 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 shopping on. No, I'm seeing. 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm seeing 9 a.m. tomorrow if you have Walmart Plus. And 4 p.m. Pacific uh, for everyone else. Do you have Walmart Plus? I do not. I don't want to get it just to get this. (laughs) I think you can. If you. If you really, uh, it, you should be fine. But if you did want to do it that way, I think they have a thing where you can, you try it free for 30 days and you just got to make sure you cancel it before the 30 days. Ends. It isn't. It's a 98 a year or 12.95 a month. But I hardly, sh- I buy, I go to Walmart and I rarely ever order stuff online. Well, it is coming up to the holiday season, and I have ordered stuff through Walmart. Yeah, that's true. Use it for the holidays. And then cancel Do a one-month deal. <laughs> mm. I don't yeah, know. They also got yeah, Run DMC, ACDC, uh, Kiss, Alive, Alive 2 Tour, 1978. Yep. And yeah, Master of Puppets Tour 1986. Yeah, it says ACDC in concert, Run DMC in concert. Cool little stage thing for all of them. Uh, 49. Get the Run DMC one, even though I already have the pops. (laughs) I say get it. Dude, if anything, get this Metallica one. Yeah. This, This is the one to get. That's the one to get. It's got Cliff Burton in it, and they had, they didn't sell. This one and yeah. the black album deluxe one that that those were the that was the one to get too because it came with Jason Newstead. The singles all we had uh, was Lars Kirk, James, and Robert. Especially so, the way everybody else looks here too. They're different different pops. It's not just like they stuck in the previous mold, you know. Yeah, I like the way they look more in this one. Um, Lars looks basically the same, minus the mustache and his uh, his getup. Right. Uh, Kirk and James look like the other oh, two are way different. <laughs> yeah, their hairstyle. Because I'm looking at uh, the the other ones are right behind me. Um, yeah, they're, they're these are these are totally new moles for yeah. for all of them. Right. Uh, I because I, I like these ones more than I like them in the singles because the singles. That was, uh, looks like it was during the, Kirk looks like it was during the Black Album because he's got a mustache. And James and Lars look like um, from Justice. So I don't know. But uh, the, the main reason, other than I love Metallica, is this is, it's got Cliff Burton. And he's wearing his signature uh, Misfits shirt. And it's got his tattoo on his arm. 
uh, on his uh, oh, awesome. his right shoulder too. I'm looking. I'm just. I kind of zoomed in. Yeah, um, I wonder if they reached out to the Misfits and asked if they could could do that. Must have. Must have. Because I don't think you can just do it otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. the back of the box too. It's uh, looks like it's got those little uh. Funko Music Presents Metallica Pop VIP front row tickets. I think that's really cool. The little stage backdrop background, it's uh, from the Master of Puppets tour. There is a drum set back there, but it looks like it's just like a mold. Yeah, picture. Even Um, still. ACDC is the only one that comes with five. That's interesting. I didn't even look to see who, who it was. Um... Where is it? Oh, there's the the black or the yeah Black Friday deals. I saw it. That was the first one that caught my eye because I was like, well, where's uh, Metallica? I had to look it up. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, this is where's oh there he just doesn't have his hat on. Weak. Uh, Angus Young, uh, this is um, is this during He's the, on uh, the, the very left, right? Yeah, but he doesn't have his hat. Oh, he have his hat on. He's got. It looks like he's shirtless. No, he's. Oh yeah, there he. Okay. He doesn't have a shirt. Oh, the on. very right. Yeah, the very right. But uh, Malcolm Young and Brian Johnson. And, uh, shit, I can't remember the drummer and the bass player's name. But Malcolm Young is no longer with us. Uh, rest in peace. So that one's really cool. This looks like it's uh, for those for those about to rock tour. Um, that one, I, I'm going to go in to the store uh, Black Friday morning and see if I can grab a, another Metallica go one. Get all four. <laughs> um, I want that Kiss one, but I really want the Metallica one, so I'm gonna order that one tomorrow, and then go in there and um, buy one if if I if I can get one, and so I can open it and display it here. But I really want the the Kiss one as well. So, um, right. I didn't even That's look cool at too. How it says uh, 1978 for the Kiss one. Yeah. I didn't even. This is a live, live two tour, 1978 on it. Uh, let me see. I didn't. Uh, I'm on the. Um, oh, here it is. The Walmart app. I'm just looking at the pictures. Um. Let me see. I'm looking at the mold now. Yeah, that's what I was wondering on the Kiss one, too. Like, if there's any difference there, or are they just uh, reissue? Uh, because looking at Run DMC, um, the um, Run and DMC, at least, um, are different body parts. Um, and then Jam Master J, I 
think his hand position might be different than the other pop. So it's slightly different. I need to stand up. I did uh, the Peter Chris for Kiss. It looks the head looks the same, but the body is different. Right. That's um, what it looks like for for Run DMC. <laughs> uh, Paul is Starchild. He it's a different body mold, and he, it's a different guitar. Um, Ace. Uh, it's different, um, different body and a different, uh, head mold. So Gene looks like it's the same. He's holding. That's what I was thinking. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, let me see. No, this one's Gene is different too. I think that's good. Uh, so, but either way, I want the the Kiss one. Uh, I'm gonna order the Metallica one. Um, hopefully, when I go into the store and uh, see it, because I'm looking at pictures right now. Okay, he's got that. He's got a. Let me go back and see what Gene looks like. Yeah, he's he's wearing a different suit, I believe. Yeah, Gene's different. I mean, there's slight differences, right? In all in, in all of them. Yeah. So but. that's good. That's good. Yeah. So again, Metallica, order that one. Hopefully, get it uh, when I go in there as well and uh, grab that kiss. So if I grab uh, at least a hundred for Kiss and Run DMC, shit. But uh, get all four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of want all four, but I know I was, I'm dropping a hundred on two Metallica ones straight up. Right. And it'd be another hundred if I get Kiss and um, Run DMC. ACDC. Uh, I don't know. I think ACDC will probably be the last one standing, but uh, Metallica will definitely be the first one to go. So if you guys do battle everyone on Black Friday uh, at these stores, um, I know they're not doing the Thanksgiving thing anymore. I didn't have an issue with it, man. I went in there and still bought my (laughs) movies and everything, and everybody was, ah, don't go out. Spend time with your family. Don't show up. (laughs) <laughs> but then they go then they make all the workers work I, you want to make that overtime money I'm working on Thanksgiving I work every Thanksgiving uh, I'm doing a double that day so I'm making big money Um, but uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving you celebrate it I don't celebrate genocidal holidays that's why I work but that's me well, to each his own everybody uh, if, you, if you do celebrate it or what uh, we still got a few more weeks uh before when, wait when is it um where are we well, next week on, next week <laughs> next yeah week is not this thursday but the next thursday 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm going to try to get all my shopping done with oh. quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one that I'm focused in on um, for Black Friday, I don't know if you saw this, uh, GameStop has traditionally done a Black Friday box. Uh, one year they did the Venomized Fantastic Four. Um, another year they did uh, Disney Afternoon characters. Uh, last year they did Deadpool. Uh, and this year is a pretty good one, especially for me. Uh, Mandalorian themed uh, this year. And it looks like Paz Vizsla uh, with the Vibro Knife is one of them. Uh, Death Watch Mandalorian, No Stripes, kind of blasting off is one of them. Uh, a Stormtrooper as they appeared all beat up and bruised oh, and everything. The uh, Blink One Eighty Two is the GameStop one. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Thirty thirty eight ninety. You fuckers! I want that one too. Uh, or you can get the Hasbro, uh, the Star Wars Black Series Holiday Edition Wookie. He's a all white and stupid porg. Uh, porg. Um, this Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, Mudhorn Battle Mandalorian, so he's all mud covered. Um, and then it looks like the box, besides two pops, comes with a sticker. It looks like maybe a patch. I'm not sure what that is. Something that's a circle. Fuckers. Another sticker or what? There's a Rob Van Dam one. He's got the money in the brief, money in the bank briefcase. Ha! Are you going to GameStop or are you ordering this stuff? I'm. I think I'm just gonna go. I. I hope I don't regret it because in the past, like, because I won't be out myself. Like I'm doing five to one that. Black Friday, so I won't be out till one o'clock. So, plenty of the day, the shopping day will be gone. But um, every year in the past, these boxes like haven't sold, at least locally here. So, it shouldn't be too much to worry about. I don't know. Mandalorian would be more of a draw than most years, though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to miss out on them. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know how many I, I need to get. 121 to. pages. I don't know if because uh, it looks like two pops per box, and I'm seeing four different. So I don't know if there's only two that I need to get right, or if there's going to be more. I don't want this 10-inch Michael Myers. Usually, there's traditionally there's four different, which means there might be eight. New Mandalorian pops. So I'm wow. not seeing the new stuff. Uh, 
there's a lot, a lot of old things. The only new thing that I see is the the um Blink One Eighty Two three pack. Yeah. But I guess you could buy it right now. It doesn't have to be on sale. So it's already out. I guess it's not a GameStop. I thought it was a GameStop exclusive. I just sent your way the Mando box. And how much do these boxes go for? Uh, traditionally, I think 20 But in the past, I... Yeah, like last year, there was only one pop in the box. So I'm a little worried this year might be a little more because it looks like at least the one bottom right picture, you see it has the Stormtrooper and Mando in the same box. So considering I might need to buy four of them, I'm hoping not more than 25. So that'd be a hundred. Four of them? Why are you buying four? All you need is one. No, because uh, there's different. You can see there's oh, four different. Oh, oh, yeah. Duh. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> but I think there's. I think there's going to be four more pops too. Or yeah, four more pops. So I think it's going to be four different boxes. Uh, I think yeah. Last year, actually, I got two. Of the Deadpool ones, I ended up with the Blacklight Artist and then the Lazy River Deadpool last year. So I didn't go all out last year, but I got to <laughs> go all out for Mando. <laughs> hmm. Trying to look, Let's see. Gotta go to blackfriday.com. Oof. All right. right. So, yeah, thanks. I was wondering because uh, there's been a few movies that I've put off uh, picking up that I was like, ah, there's a good chance they might be Black Friday deals like uh, Top Gun, like we were just talking about. So I still need to pick that up. I was thinking Black Friday might be the time. Um, I'm hoping, like last year too, uh, Black Friday is where I got the uh, great deal on NBA 2K last year. I think it was just like 20 bucks or something. Crazy good. So I need I'm to see if they're going to sell the right, yeah. um, Cobra Kai's. I only have the first two seasons. So hopefully... This, 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 they're not even updated. These are all old Black Friday deals. Yeah. They must not have them yet. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, right now, Metallica is the only thing I'm on my list. But we'll see right. how it goes. Um, but um, man, why is everyone blowing me up now? <laughs> but. All right. Uh, we're just about here done because you gotta go to bed. Um, yeah. Random recommendations. Do you have anything on deck? Yeah, I do. Uh, I got a movie that I mean, meant to mention for a couple weeks now in um, um, the main thing, 
I did, I think I briefly mentioned it before, but I thought, oh, I'll use it as a recommendation here just because I never ended up putting it in the intro of any show. And that's, uh, it's it's uh, on stars right now. And it's the unbearable weight of massive talent with uh, Nick Cage and the Mando himself, Pedro Pascal. Did you watch this yet? Nope. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'd, I'd recommend it. It's worth a watch. Um, I don't know if it'd make my end-of-year list, but uh, I thought it was good, solid, worth a watch for sure. Um, definitely recommend it. Definitely uh, works as a random recommendation. I don't know if you know the story. It's basically Nick Cage plays himself, and uh, he's hired by uh, Pedro Pascal's character. Um involved with a big like drug empire type family and he's like uh, hired to come to his birthday party and they kind of connect that way but then nick cage gets roped in with like the cia the fbi or whatever to kind of help take this guy down from the inside (laughs) so and yeah nick cage as himself yeah yeah. All right. Oh, that one. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch. It's on stars. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. I want to see that. Everyone's yeah, going off of that. Uh, all right. If you got Showtime, this is a film that made my list last year. Uh, this movie was awesome. Uh, this is Old Henry. When a farmer takes an injured man uh, harboring a satchel of cash, he gets caught in a crossfire dwelling outlaw. Dueling outlaw uh, factions uh, as the gunslinging heats up and the injured man's identity becomes a suspect, he must decide who to trust and who to fight for. Uh, The stars Tim Blake Nelson, Scott Hayes, uh, Tracy Adkins, Stephen Dorff, and a bunch of other people. Uh, Shout out to my boy Joe. He's the one who told me to watch this and Man, I was blown away on how awesome this film was. That's why I made my list last year because I was like, I was shocked at the end. I, it was like a western, and never westerns don't make me go <gasps> at the end, but this one did. I stood up and cheered and clapped because this movie was <laughs> awesome. So if you uh, if you have Showtime, check out check out Old Henry. This movie is fucking awesome. I bought cool. it too <laughs> as soon as it came out on Blu-ray. I bought it, but uh, yeah, check that one out. Awesome. Me- what do you got? Um, I feel like I got to go to the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Um, the track that really uh, caught my ear on this after watching it and then going through the soundtrack. I don't know. I Obviously, I'm not going to properly pronounce the name of the track right. Um, Mesoamerican track, Mayan. Uh, track 11. Uh, it's... La Li Kuasa Ano One. <laughs> so, yeah, with uh, the Maya Collectivo, Pat Boy, Yalin Kuj, and All May. Um, what I really like about this track is uh, like in the film, especially during the Talakan scenes, like it has like that uh, mezzo flute kind of sound that's really cool so i was looking 
uh, on the soundtrack until I found this. There's actually a few tracks uh, that I do like on this one, but this was a, really a standout one for me, and that's track 11 on uh, the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. All right. Um, it's going to be one from Run DMC. Uh, what year's? don't remember exactly what year the song came out, uh, but it's from their... Uh, Tougher Forever Greatest Hits, 1983 to 1991. And check out Here We Go, Live at the Funhouse. Is it Live at the Funhouse? Is that what it is? I think, yeah, Live at the Funhouse. Um, yeah, I, I do want that those one, that Funko one, but Metallica and Kiss, man. I was, well, Kiss mainly. <laughs> I was a fan of them before Run DMC uh, and Metallica. But, um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where my budget is. <laughs> if I if it's right there in my hand, uh, I'll probably just say F it and pull the trigger on it. But yeah, check out. Sure. Um, here we go. Live at the Funhouse from Run DMC. There you go. But, All right. I guess that'll put another episode in the bag. Yep. What was this? One or two seventy-three? Yes. Yeah, we're getting close to um three hundred, but. Next we'll reality, to, we we uh, passed three hundred a long time ago. <laughs> we'll have to uh, review three hundred, the film. <laughs> did you see the second one? I did. I saw it once. I don't remember it, but yeah, yeah maybe we'll do a three hundred right. rewind or something. <laughs> but um, I all right, everyone of uh, Comic Con, they had that screening and the <laughs> shield and the blow up sword. I just remember when everyone was fighting to get out of there. Yep. <laughs> oh, good time. Oh, that was when uh, Dusty was with us. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, oh, go on over to the uh, regular network and listen to the latest uh, Magnus podcast, episode 136. I interviewed uh, a friend, and sh- uh, friend of the family. Uh, she's born and raised here in Susanville, California, Cyrus Simone. Uh, we're honoring Native American Heritage Month, and we we month and we talk about uh, her life growing up here on the Susanville Indian Rancheria. And so go over and check that episode out. Uh, follow us everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Um, go on over to Facebook. Follow us there. Uh, follow our anchor feed. Go to anchor.fm slash Macnez and uh, all the E-Society stuff is there. I wonder if I can change that to E-Society. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, YouTube. Uh, shoot on over to T-Public. Uh, there is... Well, I think the sale is just about up. <laughs> yeah, in an hour. Um, so by the time you hear this, the sale will be over. But, I mean, T-Public does sales uh, constantly, and I'm sure with the holidays coming up, uh, oh, yeah. definitely uh, get in there. Pick up and uh, three designs we got for the sales. Yeah, we got two E Society designs: the classic one, the new one that uh, Rob Jackson did for us. Shout out, and um, the two that Mike did, the first E Society as well as the Shout Magnus out. podcast. Definitely pick up all three of those. I need to get me a sweatshirt still. And uh, check out Mixlaw Beats Productions. Shout out to yeah. him for the intro and outro to the show. Um, Go to www.mixlawproduction.com for all your beats and all your production needs over there. Uh, shout out to AJ from Sweetwater. He's been uh, hooking me up with a lot of uh, 
uh, musical things that I need for my son and recording equipment. I got some new stuff coming in and uh, going over to Sweetwater.com, give them a quick little plug. And for all your uh, musical needs, he's, uh, he's my, uh, the guy that I've been dealing with and he's really cool. He always calls me after I make orders to make sure, uh, let me know that we got the order and it's on its way. And then he follows up. How's the, how's the equipment working? And so it's, Right on, AJ. I told him to listen to the show. But yeah, so uh, that is it, everyone. Uh, come back next week for more. Uh, tried to get Mike on the show, but he is a he's out and about still. So, uh, but anyway, um, let me let me hype that up uh, for what it is. Um, I gotta find his uh, Instagram thing. Go to the Boneyard collectibles but it is not on there um what, what is this other one um oh wait uh i think i had in my photos where is it um mike has a screening uh this uh this weekend uh, november 19th in uh, hollywood california at hollywood. the at the TCL Chinese Theater, uh, Mike's part of the uh, short documentary program, and Yay. his his uh, his little short um, little shots of horror. They're going to be showing that. I think it's only like fifteen minutes. I can't remember. I watched it once. So Mike's uh, his festival, his uh, little documentary is going to be on there. And I think there's something going on Friday. Not really sure what it is. Hopefully, I can get down there for that. So, um, yeah, if you're in the Hollywood area, go to uh, the Chinese Theater Saturday and check out uh, Mike's uh, documentary and, and other documentaries that are going to be in it. I don't know how much it costs <laughs> to get in. Uh, I think it's um, it should be reasonable. I'm not really – I guess I should have had all this pulled up because um, I don't know. I We went to one and – Remember we crashed the party. <laughs> we got into that. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Gene. Uh, he, 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 we got in and didn't got to hang out with the uh, the celebs that night. Um, let me see. Let me see. T- tickets, tickets. All right. Um, here it is. Tickets. Let me see how much these are. Everyone. Um, nineteenth. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, the one we're gonna be, I believe, it starts at uh, three o'clock. There is on, I think Friday opening night films. It's fifteen. I don't know how many movies are there. Oh, there's an opening screening after party. I think that's the thing we're going to. Um, I think they're just letting us in because we're part of the thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm his tag along. I don't know how I'm getting in, but I'm getting in. Um, there's some Native Youth shorts on Saturday morning, I believe, starting at 11. Native American animation films starting at 1 p.m. The short documentary program one is at 3. Uh, short narrative program uh, two starts at 5. And then Lakota Nation versus United States. I think that is a longer film. 
And then there's a Saturday night after party, which I'm sure we'll probably go to. And then it goes on to Sunday for more programs. And I believe there is a, uh, I think this is on, um, where is it? On Sunday, November 20th, uh, the fourth annual Hollywood powwow from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It is at the Overton, Overton or whatever Hollywood courtyard located on Hollywood Boulevard and Highland Avenue. Uh, or just go to LASkinsFest.com for all this. The powwow is free admission, so uh, definitely go out there and support uh, everything that's going on. That I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to that. I'm going to have to fly home on Sunday. But uh, if you're down in L.A. this weekend for the L.A. Skins Fest, um, I'll be there uh, with Mike. And uh, if you see us, come up and say what's up. Um, I think I still have stickers. I know I have them around here somewhere. So, but yeah, definitely make it down to the L.A. Skins Fest this weekend uh, down in Hollywood. And uh, hopefully, hopefully see you there. But on that, everyone, just again, follow us everywhere. Just go down to the show notes to everything that I said. Um, and go and listen to uh, episode 136 of the Magnus podcast. Shout out to Cyrus, right on, little sister. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I got some more guests lined up for this month. I hopefully can uh, get those in sometime this week. But with that, everyone be safe out there. Hopefully see you in Hollywood this weekend and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and I'll see you next time, you society. 